Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Javier, pastor of South Campus. And um, I brought with me this card, big card. And um, it's a sign for a lot of your brothers and sisters from Grace Point South. They signed this for you. And uh, um, there are two little boys. I mean, everybody is beautiful, but there's two little boys here. They're especially beautiful. Um, <laughs> the, card, the card says, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. And uh, one of the ushers is going to take it to the uh, back and the foyer. So on your way out, you can meet some of your brothers and sisters from Grace Point South. Thank you. Let me pray for us this morning. Father, we thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are with us for this wonderful time of worship. And I pray, God, that you will be with us as we continue to worship. And that you will open our hearts at this moment. Lord, I, I ask that you take control of me at this time. And your Holy Spirit will come and speak through me, Lord. And open our hearts so we can receive what you have for us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You know, I, I, I of course don't know where each one of you may be in your spiritual journey this morning. I personally feel sometimes like I've been trying to follow Jesus for a long time. And I didn't grow up in church, so it's only been 13 years that I started to come to church. But I often, I often find myself challenged by a very basic question, especially in the last two or three years that I've been in ministry. And that question is this. Are Jesus and I really interested in the same things. I mean, really, Jesus and I, do we care for the same things? You know, I, of course, can tell you what I, what I care for, what I'm interested in. I can make a long list of all the things that I, I care for. You could probably, too. But if we put aside all those things, you know, and we just ask, okay, but what is God passionate about? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is John 3.16, right? What it says, for God so loved the world. So, according to scripture, God is passionate about the world. God is passionate for people, for all these millions of people spread in different countries, different continents, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. So God is passionate about people. Now, by contrast, what am I passionate about? What do I love? Well, to tell you the truth, I know for sure that I am very passionate about me. <laughs> you see, I love me. <laughs> I am fascinated with me every single day. You know, when I wake up, in the morning, I go and I look myself in the mirror <laughs> just to make sure that I'm still here, right? I'm important. Or because I miss myself for a couple hours, I want to go and see myself again, right? <laughs> Did you look yourself in the mirror this morning? 
And if you didn't, we can tell, right? <laughs> we can tell <laughs> if you didn't. You know, t- to be honest with you, sometimes I'm reading the Bible, and that probably happened to you too. I'm reading the Bible, and, you know, God says in the Bible, I mean, it's, Javier, it's not just about you, okay? It's not just about me. So when I really want to do God's will, you know, and I find myself expressing my love, you know, extending all my love and my compassion to all the people in the world that are in my immediate family. (laughs) That's a really good day. I mean, when I love, when I care more for my wife and my two kids, that's a really good day. Annette usually circles that day on the calendar, you know, and she just prays that that would happen again next year sometime. <laughs> I miss my wife, by the way. I miss, she's always right next to me at the South Campus, you know, I preach in Spanish, she stands and she translates for me, and I miss her today. You know, but sometimes... Sometimes I have these spiritual experiences. <laughs> you probably have some of those too. You know, where I really you just feel God's presence with me, right? And, and these spiritual experiences where, uh, you know, I just want to extend my love and my compassion to all the people in the world that I like. <laughs> and who like me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then... You know, that becomes my focus of energy and my passion. And I create this little, this little world that is just about me, myself, and mine. I mean, does that happen to you? <laughs> maybe it's just me. <laughs> but, you know, maybe we, we can all agree in one thing here today. We can agree in what the goal is of every Christian. In what the goal is for every follower of Christ. The goal is to have a heart that is becoming more and more like the heart of God. Are you with me this morning? You know, I just want to thank God for our senior pastor. I just want to thank God because he really has a passion for people. And he has a passion for God's kingdom and and to reach out. And God has given him this missionary heart. And I just want to thank God for that. I want to thank you. And, uh, you know, there is a momentum going on at the South Campus. And from what I hear and from what I see here, there is a momentum going on here. And I just... You know, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to see that. When I say there is momentum going on at the South Campus, it's because God has been answering prayers. God has been answering prayers. You know, our campus, South Campus, has a lot of new believers. Okay? In three years, there has been more than 50 decisions for Christ, for the glory of God. 24 people have been baptized in three years. So we have a lot of these new believers, you know, that unchurched people who never went to church before. So when they started to come to Grace Point South, that's the first church they ever been to. And just like me, when I was 17 and I started to go to church, they didn't know the basic stories in the Bible. So 
you know, we, we've been praying that God will send more leaders and more mature Christians that can help us disciple these new believers and leaders who can help us in different areas of ministry in our congregation. Now, at the same time that we worry about these new believers and disciple them, I believe with all my heart that the church has to be the church. That means that we are called out. Our call, our mission is to go out, to go and make disciples. So we have two different ministries that serve our community uh, in different ways. We have one that is during the summer, and then we have another one that uh, it's an after-school program. It's called Hands-On Homework, and it's, it happens two days a week. just started a couple months ago. And you know, it's a blessing. That program is just a God thing, God leading to that program. And some of the volunteers are here that come to that program. I just want to thank you. Thank you. You are a blessing. And you are making a difference in the lives of these children. You know, that ministry was just a God thing, like I said. Robin and, and Ken Schmidt started to come to Grace Point South. They came last year during the summer because of Jacob, their son. They, they, he's been helping us with worship uh, a lot at the South Campus. And these, they came for the summer. And uh, just to make a long story short, Robin was praying that God, uh, the, and she felt like God was calling her to do something, but she didn't know what kind of ministry. So we talked more than once, and she's a teacher, and there is a school across the street from Grace Point South, and we thought, well, there is a potential and the possibility to do something about one of the biggest issues in our community, one of the biggest problems in society today, education. And it was just God leading, and God has been using her as the director of that ministry, and I just thank God for that. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that the church, that, that we are called just to complain about the system? Do you, do you believe that we are, just to call, you are, we are called to complain about the issues in our society or the government? Do you, do you believe that? I don't think so. You know what? As a church, we are called to do something about it. Not just to complain about it. You know, the church is the solution for a lot of those issues. What are we doing about that? You know, the church holds this message that can change the world. And I think we don't believe that. I think sometimes we don't live like we believe that. But you know what? The church is God's plan to change the world. You will think that I've been listening to Pastor Chuck's sermons in the last couple of weeks, right? You are God's plan A. Well, I have. <laughs> but we hold this message that can change the world. You know, at the South Campus, we have a bus ministry. So we have... A lot of children, you know, that come on, on, on the bus, and, and we are called to serve them, and we serve them. We have needs with the youth. We have needs with the music. And, you know, sometimes as a campus pastor, I, 
it's overwhelming, you know, to see all the needs. I mean, we don't have a leader for the kids. We don't have a leader for the youth. We don't have a leader for the music. We don't even have anybody who can play music or instruments at the South Campus. So it's, it's kind of overwhelming, overwhelming, you know. And then I live in the community because I live right next to church. So I also know the needs in the community. You know, I know some of the stories of people, or, uh, you know, our neighbors, Sometimes, you know, it's, I see all the needs here, internal and external. And I think about what God says, God, the, the church is God's plan to change the world. And I think, okay, how are we going to do this with all these needs? So the other day, I was just talking to God that day. And I was in front of him. And really, I was in front of him. And I said, okay, God, you know, we're just brainstorming here. Okay, God. No offense, but I think this is a bad plan, okay? <laughs> Do you have another plan or something to change the world, you know? But see, God doesn't have another plan. We are the plan. Now, what is difficult for me is by knowing all these needs, you know, internal needs in our congregation and and knowing all the numbers and the statistics in, in our community, you know, how are we going to do it? All the things that we can do and we have to do. And I say, how, how are we going to do this? Sometimes I feel so, so powerless. Now, in those moments, you know, I think it's important to go back to Scripture and, and read about the God that we serve. And, and know, see some of the stories in the Bible where, where the disciples felt the same way. They felt completely powerless. Remember the story of the 5,000? Remember that story? Remember, remember how the story begins? See, Jesus has been teaching for a long time. And uh, the people are getting really hungry. So the disciples came to Jesus and said, Hey, Jesus... People are really getting really hungry here. So why don't you send them all home so they can get themselves fed? And I think Jesus doesn't want to miss out of the fun in this particular situation. And he said, no, no, no. You guys feed them. Now, the thing that you got to love about the disciples is that they are always very patient to explain to Jesus what he clearly doesn't understand about the situation, right? They're very patient with Jesus explaining, you know. You don't understand. You don't understand, Jesus. So they said, oh, Jesus, we would love to do that. But we have 5,000 people, and that would take a lot of money to feed all these people. In other, in other words, they're saying, well, you know, we have 5,000 people and we just don't have that cash on us today. So, back to you, Jesus. But you see, if you noticed, there is nothing unclear about what Jesus asked them to do, right? He simply said, feed them. But they saw the magnitude of need and they look at the resources, and they said, this surely doesn't have anything to do with us. But what does Jesus say? 
She said, he said, well, what do you have? Well, they didn't have anything, remember? They didn't have anything. They had to push this little boy, right, that has five pieces of bread and two fish. And poor little boy, you know, that's, his mom packed this lunch for him. It is uh, Moses' little lunchbox. And his mom, just, you know, he wanted to go hear Jesus speak. And uh, so they brought this five pieces of bread and two fish. And uh, here is where the smart Apostle Andrew enters the conversation, right? And uh, I think Andrew had a graduate degree from the University of Galilee or something. Because he looked at the five pieces of bread and two fish, and he said, What are these among so many? You see, that would be me, honestly. Because I took a math course, okay? We have 5,000 people, and we have five pieces of bread and two fish. I mean, what can we do? But what Jesus said, what did Jesus say? He said, give it to me. What do you have, and would you give it to me? See, in that moment, Jesus took responsibility for the miracle. And he proceeded, and he fed more than 5,000 people to overflow. But that happened when the disciples offered what they had. See, Jesus didn't ask them to do the miracle. Jesus didn't ask them to provide what was necessary. He simply said, give me what you have, and I will do the miracle. When I was called into ministry, when I felt that God was calling me into ministry, I wanted to be an evangelist, never a pastor of a local church, okay? That was the last thing in my mind. But today, you know, I embrace my place. And I am convinced that the local church is the hope for our communities. I am convinced that we are called to do something about some of the issues in our community. We are the solution for a lot of those issues in the community. And I embrace my place. I know we are the hope for the community. Because we hold this message that can change people's lives. But I think sometimes we underestimate the power of that message. And we don't have to. What we have to do is embrace our place. You see, often you see the church kind of limping around because the members are not embracing their place. They're not in place. God didn't design ministry for just a few people. Every member in the church is a ministry, a minister. Every member. You are a minister. The person sitting right next to you is a minister. I am a minister. And God gave us different spiritual gifts. And it's for us to use it. 
to use them to serve one another, to build his church, and to make an impact in the world, to make a difference in the world. We are all part of the body, and every member has a function. Now listen, listen to this. The church is only able to do what it's supposed to do when every member does what they were created to do. Because every member has a function. We all have a place. And so many Christians are talented, are gifted, but sadly, they are out of place. You know, Pastor Chuck um, gave me permission this morning to, to ask for volunteers for Grace Point South. He gave me permission to put an insert in the bulletin, but, you know, I did that last time I came, and I didn't get any results. <laughs> so, you know, um, I didn't get anybody. So, I'm not asking for volunteers this morning. What I'm asking for is for missionaries. If you want to be a missionary in your own town, you don't have to go to a different country. Just drive 30 minutes and you can be a missionary. Remember, you are a minister. If you want to change some people's lives, you just have to drive 30 minutes. Don't go to a different country. I'm not asking for volunteers this morning. What I'm asking, what I'm looking for, is for people who are interested in the same things that God is interested in. For people to change the world. Now, if you're interested, you know, I won't make you fill out a form or, you know, just sign something, you know. I'm just going to wait for you next Sunday. All right? Just drive 30 minutes next Sunday, and now we will be waiting for you at the South Campus. You will fall in love with the church if you come just for a couple Sundays. Um, I know. If you say, well, but what are the needs, Pastor? What are the needs? What, how can we serve? Well, basically, <laughs> we have every need you can think of. So, <laughs> just come. Just come. And according to your spiritual gifts and your passions, God can use you. God can use your life. But if you decide, okay, if you decide, no, I know, that's not my calling, it's not for Grace Point South, and you decide to stay here, that's okay, too. But you have to embrace your place here, too. I'm sure Pastor Ryan and Pastor Trey would be happy to hear from you. If you come to them and say, you know, I am a member. They haven't embraced my praise, my place. And I want to embrace my place. I'm sure that Pastor Edgar will be happy to hear that, too. You know, we don't have anybody who plays instruments at the South Campus. So we'd like for you to come to the South Campus. But, but I'm sure he, Pastor Edgar would love to hear that, too. I want to embrace my place. What do you have? And would you give it to me? Because I would do the miracle. See, that's God's calling that's calling for us. Are we passionate about what God is passionate about? 
Do we love the things that he loves? Or are we too busy? You know, the other day I was thinking, well, you know, for what I said at the beginning, I was thinking, you know, but I think God understands. I mean, he understands that I create this little world about me, myself, and mine. And I can excuse myself, right? I mean, I think God, I mean, God has to understand. I mean, he knows that I am always busy. I mean, I'm always doing something. I'm always busy. So, he understands that I don't care about the people that he cares about. Because I'm always busy. I'm always doing something, so... Right? He has to understand, right? It's understandable. It's natural. (laughs) I don't think that everything that is understandable and natural, it's necessary, godly. So let me pray for you this morning. Let me pray for us this morning. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your blessings and how, Lord, you've been working in people's lives, north and south. I thank you for answering prayers, bringing people, Lord, to both campuses, willing to serve, willing to do something and embrace their places, willing to give to you, what it belongs to you. Help us, Lord, to be more conscious of being the church that you called us to be. And help us that every member, Lord, will accept and know that they have a function. Every member. And that we can only be the church that you called us to be when we embrace our place. Help us to remember the part of, a significant part of our growing spiritually happens when we serve, when we put our spiritual gifts in use. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. I thank you for the people at the South Campus, too, that are worshiping. I pray and I thank you for Pastor Chuck, how, Lord, this vision came up and you've been leading us. And maybe it's not perfect, Lord. It's not a perfect relationship how we, he, we, we want this to be, Lord. One church in two locations. But Lord, you are going to help us to see that more and more. We love you, Lord. We just want to be the church that you called us to be. Because we are the hope of the communities, north and south. We are the hope of this city. Are you ready for this? I'm dreaming of the day, and I say this for south too, because I told them last week. I'm dreaming of the day, this is what I told them. When I can come to you one morning and stand here and say, God is leading us, and we feel that God is leading us to open Grace Point East or Grace Point West. And I said, I'm dreaming of that day because that day I am going to stand here and I am going to challenge you. Are you willing to go? 
Are you willing to go and do your part in the kingdom? So I'm dreaming of the day when Pastor Chuck is going to stand here and he's going to say, we are going to open Grace Point East or Grace Point West. Are you willing to do your part? God bless you this morning. And um, if you don't feel, if you haven't been connected in any way, and you feel that God can use your gifts in any way, we wait for you. Just drive 30 minutes to South Campus, and we wait for you there. God bless you.